0: Good evening. Evening, everybody. We're back again. uh, Week number three of our Preparation for Affirmation of Baptism course. Uh, We spent the last couple weeks talking about the Bible. We're
1: glad you've stuck with us this long. Thanks for coming back.
0: Yes. So... We're I taught. mean, we never really get away from the Bible, right? right. It's never like you know anything we're going to talk about is somehow detached. But we're not going to maybe look at it quite as explicitly as that. Our subject for tonight, in my mind, is a little bit of a sticky one, um, or it can yeah, be a it, sticky it can, one. we we'll, certainly we'll can be. Say, um, and and that's the the law is our subject for for the night. And the reason that I say How about challenging. Um I mean it certainly can be challenging. I'll say I'll tell you why okay, I say sticky, sticky though mean? because I do think that sometimes it ends up being a sticky point for for people in the church. Okay. Um you know particularly as <clears throat> you know you we get People have in their heads the idea, well, the law, that's the, all these rules that we have in our our scriptures, and they're outdated, and they're irrelevant, and so, you know, why should I care about the Bible? It's just filled with all of this, okay. this old stuff, yeah. and then sometimes the law gets used, and it's taken, and the law says this, and you need to do it, and, you know... It, can ends up being yeah. really judgmental, and people get hurt as a result for that. I mean, just, so that's like, but the Bible says blah blah blah. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, and so blah, blah, blah. yeah, the the law. Yeah. I think we can get in this place where it at least yeah. gets used or interpreted in such a way that it does become a sticking point for people in okay. faith. And my hunch is simply that we've got some people without our, out there that you know maybe have those types of concerns about right. the way the law okay. has gotten used.
1: Yeah. So as you're watching, just take a moment and think about your relationship with what we that what we're saying the law when we say the law or the bible says think about how what you think of first just take like five seconds and just go oh the law when i hear the law, i think of okay so just and then just listen and engage your thoughts with us because obviously mm-hmm. we have the biblical law mm-hmm. i mean that's how they talked about it yeah Ten Commandments, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Torah. The Torah, yep. Right? I mean, all of that was the law. So mm-hmm. that's here. But how do we make sense of it? Especially when it's sticky, like you yeah. said. It's old and out of date. Or, mm-hmm. well, the Bible says, so we have mm-hmm. to do it.
0: I mean, mm-hmm.
1: we, Pastor Eric and I were playing around with reading through some of the laws. Because <laughs> if you've never read them, you should just read through everything that's in mm-hmm. the law. And then think of the ones that you like and the ones that you don't and how that works. For that's you, how we're right? supposed
0: to use it, right? We right. we pick the ones that we like and we apply right. them yep. and then we throw out the ones that we don't, right? Right,
1: right. exactly. That, that's Like, I, I
0: mean, that law that says I shouldn't eat pork, I like pepperoni right. pizza. So right. let's throw that one out
1: <laughs> That That one's no good. Yeah. <laughs> that one's no good. Um, or this one, <laughs> you shall rise before the aged and defer to the old. That's a law. If an elderly person walks by, you need to stand. You shall rise before them to show honor. That's one of God's laws.
0: Does that oh. mean like you're being older than me? Yes, yeah. actually. <laughs> defer, defer to the old here. Stand, sir. <laughs> got it, got it. Stand. Okay, well, well, carry on then by yes, all means. By,
1: yes, stand. So, I mean, it, it is sticky in that sense. How do we make sense of that and interpret that, especially mm-hmm. when it's really easy to see how other people might be breaking the law as mm-hmm. we understand it, but they're not applied to us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're living in that area, and so are you when we talk about biblical law. You're living in that area of application in the world and in your life and ho- how that works, yeah. what that is. So. And, and I
0: think that the the temptation can be when you read something like, you know, don't eat pork or oh, right. defer to the aged, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, to say, oh, well, that's how old fashioned and outdated. And then you throw the whole thing out. Right. Like, you know, there's, there's no relevance. It's not of any use at all. Um, and I think that that's what, you know we hope that you'll be able to take away that we don't think that, that we should do that.
1: Right, right, right.
0: That, that there's there's value here in the law. Um. And, and that it's about kind of maybe coming to a different understanding of it. Uh, yeah, and hopefully. It works, right? Hopefully by the end of this conversation, um, you can walk away with a little yeah. bit of, of that. Right. So, But the fundamental question is, all right, so if it's not maybe this stuff so much, you know, what is the law? What do we mean when uh, we refer to the law? And you started listing some of the aspects. So one of those is certainly just the biblical law. Right. Ten Commandments. Right. Right. You know, all of these other ordinances and stuff that we have in there, um, and so that is one of those aspects of what we mean with the biblical law. But I think one aspect of that that maybe is worth acknowledging is anytime we hear like Jesus talking about the law, he's almost certainly talking about the Torah and certainly nothing yeah. beyond the o- Old right. Testament. But I think it's also worth thinking about for Jesus' context, but this is true before Jesus. It's true of certainly modern Jews today that their relationship with the law wasn't, bam, this is what it says. You get a ticket if you don't follow it. Right,
1: right it was much it was much more of a, a a relational thing or a contextual thing based on circumstances and so something would happen and then the the rabbis and the teachers of the law would try to figure out if how god's law applied mm-hmm. to the situation if it did or if it didn't but mm-hmm. now that i say that i think it's helpful to remember for us the history when we say the biblical law, that kind of language first came up out of the Exodus story and the Israelites being set free from slavery, wandering in the desert, and all of a sudden the God, God gave them these beautiful uh, ten things. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you know what they are, the Ten Commandments, right? But God gave that to them because they didn't know how to live mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. They had been slaves that had no—the only thing they knew was whatever he said, slave master says, we do. Right. Whatever Pharaoh says, we do. They had no Mm -hmm. choice to the point that if the slave master said, kill him, you Mm -hmm. just have to go do it. There was just no way of living in community. Yeah. And so at its heart, God's law was given so that those people knew how to live together in relation, which is Mm -hmm. why you even had to say something like, don't kill. Mm -hmm. don't steal from your neighbor they didn't they didn't never they just weren't trained in that way
0: right yeah we had that extended conversation last spring about that time in the wilderness and how they came out and they were not a people they were a disorganized sort of mess and a lot of that journey is god trying to provide some structure to help them live together in proper relationship with one another and with god yeah exactly Um, And that's not a static thing. You use the language of relational, and I feel like we're constantly talking about God in terms of relationship, but that's really what it comes down to. And that's why these laws end up being flexible too, at least within the Jewish understanding, because the law develops, like you said, out of a specific instance. Something happened Well, we need to have a law
1: so that it doesn't happen
0: again. This is a problem. But then the next circumstance isn't exactly the same. And then... 500 years later, well, the world's a pretty different place. And so it's never quite as simple as just, well, that happened way back then, that one time, and this is the law. Right, and in Jesus' day, they actually had a word
1: for that. It was called Midrash, and it was considered vital as scripture. And Midrash was all the different teachings of different rabbis on the law that all interpreted it differently. And then you could go back to the Midrash and say, well, Rabbi whoever said this about Mm -hmm. this and rabbi this said that about this and it was different Mm -hmm. applied in a different way Mm -hmm. and coming out to different conclusions and that's how they learn to live is to interact with god's word which we said we've talked about that already to try to figure out what what it meant what god's law meant in that specific situation i just i find that fascinating Mm -hmm. actually because that's not how we work.
0: No, not at all. And I think that if there was one thing in particular that would really draw me into the Jewish tradition, it would be that aspect of it—that yeah. engagement. And you know, I remember reading, uh, you know, one rabbi sort of talking about how that process, where you could, they could just have these heated debates over how to interpret the law. And but it wasn't an angry thing, yeah. you know. They were impassioned. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, and they they might get into it. I mean, but they'd walk away with this deeper respect. And I think that the idea was it's like that proverb about iron sharpening iron. Right. You know, that they would beat their differing ideas once together against one another and they would end up with a clearer picture and maybe they didn't necessarily convince one or another but that wasn't the point right that wasn't the point it was that we could learn from our differences and that those that would challenge us would make us think more deeply and that was the point right right
1: right yeah and so like that's jesus context was a relational one the law was god telling you what to do but but maybe more Talk, talking or telling, telling you what to do with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we tend to just think just tell me what to do. It's black and white. Well, it's easier <gasps> that way. Yeah, yeah, totally, right? And that that wasn't that's not Jesus context yeah. necessarily. Yeah. So, you got to just hold that. I want you to just mm-hmm. hold that in intention. Hold that up that concept mm-hmm. and that thought and think about that cuz there are laws everywhere. Yeah. Right? I mean, you page through here you have the Torah you have the prophets. You mm-hmm. have the the New Testament writings, yeah. the Gospels. Laws
0: pop up I'm, all over. Right. The place. I mean, Jesus Jesus taught the law. Yeah. Right. He He proclaimed the the law. I mean, and so as we continue our conversation about what it is, yeah. every single time that you know Jesus says, "Love your neighbor as yourself," or you or I right. stand in the pulpit and say, "Love your neighbor as yourself," that's the law. Right. Exactly. You know well, that that is the law. Anytime that it's. You know, really, you should do this. Yes, um, this is this is the way to to live. This is the way that God wants you to live. Anything like that—that—that's the proclamation as law of law. As much good as nice right. as love your neighbor sounds, right? Um, it's ultimately it's a rule. rule. Yeah, it's a rule. <laughs> it's a rule. I mean, and I in some ways I think that it's the perfect. Uh, you know, sort of example of if you go to the extreme of like the law requiring interpretation, you know, that's love your neighbor as yourself. Like, what do we mean when we say that? You know, we could probably have some pretty heated conversation about what that means, particularly when we start applying it to different contexts. Right. Totally. I mean, maybe that's why Jesus was like, really... You know, you break it down it comes down to love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God. Exactly. One of the one of the
1: teachers came and asked Jesus, Rabbi Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said the greatest commandment mm-hmm. is love the Lord your God with all your heart mm-hmm. and all your soul and all your mind, which I believe comes from Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. right? And then he said, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, and everyone went That's correct. That is what our God teaches everything when we say law, is that. If you do mm-hmm. those things, you'll follow all these other laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the that's like the spirit of the law is loving God and your neighbor. If you do that, then you don't have to even worry about what these other ones say because you will never get in trouble. Right, yeah. But what's the problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that so hard?
0: <laughs> why is that so hard? Um, well, I mean, I think that it's more than one thing, and that's the, the problem. I mean, one is some of the contextual stuff that we've okay. been been getting at that that it changes that you know what was loving in you know first century right. uh Jerusalem you know may not be the loving thing in 21st century United States yeah. I mean and so if the guide is ultimately love if that's the spirit of the law as you talk about it well the letter being what it literally says you know yeah. sort of it meant you know at some point it may not actually align with the spirit anymore. Right. So what do we do at that point when the actual letter of the law, as we read it here, you know, actually seems to be unloving and against the spirit of the law. Um, I mean, and that's the type of, you know, challenging, murky, sticky waters yeah. that we find ourselves in trying to love your neighbor as your yourself. It's like, all right, so what is the loving thing? And what is it like if what is loving to you is different than what right. is loving to me. Yes. But, I mean, in here, we're living in the same century, pastors in the same church, right. but I'm sure that we could find things where that would be the case. For sure. It would be pretty loving to me if,
1: as the elder, you would just stand before me all the time. <laughs> I knew there's going to be some
0: sort of sarcastic right. coming. That was, the, that was the only thing that was going to follow that. would be loving that. to me,
1: but humiliating to you constantly, right? It's, how would we do that?
0: Yes. Right? How would we do that? Yeah. So I, I think that that's, that is... It's a tough part subject. It. It, it, is a, it is a tough, tough subject. Um I mean, but it's obviously important. Um, and part of why I think it's still, you know, relevant is you said in the beginning, you know, God was giving this law to the people. They'd come out of Egypt and they're trying to figure out how to live together, not in total chaos, how to just care right. for one another. Like <laughs> that that's a continual process, right? Right. God yeah. knows we can look at the world and say, wow, maybe we should figure out how to live together better like it's not like that's an unfinished business (laughs) yes um and so it's it's certainly challenging and ongoing work to figure out what that means and how we do that okay
1: yeah so we have this idea of biblical law Mm -hmm. but if you talk about the spirit of biblical law right being this guide that helps us live in community well then the bible's maybe getting at something something deeper for us in terms of, um, well, well, like, um, the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Is that biblical law? It I don't think so. Safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It protects us. It allows you to have a guide for what I'm going to do. Stop at is this it, red sign. Is it's, it in Deuteronomy? It, no, it's not, actually. They didn't have cars, though, so they would <laughs> never have been able to write that. But Fair they enough. do say, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> and if I can just go do whatever I want... That, that, that da- endangers your life. So the yeah. law actually protects you from me mm-hmm. in that sense. And, and I think that's, that's always been a helpful way for me to think mm-hmm. about it, to, to allow, allow myself to understand that the Bible's trying to burst forth into the rest mm-hmm. of my life and show me that God's everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Th- that God's written that kind of a thing on the fabric of life and that this is a very specific context I, I almost stuttered there. I totally lost my grammar. This mm. is a very specific context to figure out t- for God's law uh-huh. that we get to interact with mm-hmm. and then think about it in the same way yeah. in our lives. So,
0: Right. Um, you know, but specific context, but I think what's certainly applicable is the desires that these laws reveal. Yeah. God's desires about how we live together in community okay. yeah, um, and how we, you know, live in relationship with, with God. Um, ultimately, those yeah. are God's, you know, I mean, and that's what Jesus breaks it down, you know, to, when love the Lord your God and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. It's, you know, God's, right. that's God's desire right. for us. So, too. so
1: that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I think that's ultimately, the love is an expression of God's desire for us to live in relationship with God and with one another. Yeah. So Pastor Eric, that's, I think that's really helpful to,
1: understand that because our understanding of law in our day and age is laws just prevent me from doing something
0: yeah the biblical
1: understanding of law when we say biblical law is actually a revelation or an insight into god's heart Mm -hmm. and who god wants the world to be who God wants us to be, what God wants things to be like, and I, I really like that understanding. Hold on to that understanding. Of the law helps you see God's what did you what did you call it? God's
0: desires. De- de- God's desires. Yeah, God's, God's desire, desire for, us. Us. for life. And how but, different is that than the law is that thing that tells us what we're not supposed yeah, it to
1: do? Restricts us from living. Right? Yeah. Uh.
0: I mean, a completely different way of, of thinking. Yeah. I'm much more interested in uh, God's desires for me than in necessarily a, a rule book that I you know I'm supposed <laughs> right. to follow. But rule books are my, easier. Rule books are easier. I mean, and that is the, I think that's the, the impulse, right? Like a rule book's easy if I yeah. can go through and, uh, you know, check off oh, that box and that box and that box and I get to feel uh, yeah. good about myself. Well, I mean, that's kind of nice, yeah. but right. you start playing that game and it doesn't end up in a great place.
1: Right. It never does, which, <laughs> which is actually a nice jump into, I think what Lutherans mm-hmm. now we're, we're here at a Lutheran church right and, and however you're joining us one of the you, you're you're looking at affirming your baptism and this mm-hmm. this deep deep promise that god made for you lutherans have offered a very good um w- very worked out um, understanding of like law and, and what it mm-hmm. does
0: mm mm-hmm. Well, we think so, anyway. Well, we think we think it's really nice as yeah, Lutherans.
1: We think it's really nice as Lutherans, <laughs> it's really nice as Lutherans but it, it's it's a way of helping us understand why God gave us the law in the first place, and mm-hmm. it's connected partly to what you just said. It it reveals God's desire and God's heart uh, for the world. One is that the law helps us understand that how to live in relationship with each other. It gives us order mm-hmm. and predictability. Like I used a speed limit example. Yeah. That that's that or a stop mm-hmm. sign or any of those things mm-hmm. that guide our society and life mm-hmm. fit into the idea of God's law because it helps you mm-hmm. and I live in relationship with each other. It protects you from
0: me. Right.
1: Protects me from you. Yeah. Vice versa.
0: I may I may I may experience it as restrictive, right. but it's actually about sort of creating space for, for for your well-being, for us yes. to coexist together, Right. that if I live completely unrestricted, doing whatever I want, I can completely push you out. Right?
1: And, yeah, and, and I'll get hurt. Yeah, and, and you'll then get I won't it, have hurt. Freedom.
0: So the law is about <laughs> helping us to live together. And yeah, in, you know. exactly.
1: As Lutherans, we the the nerdy pastor word for that is the first use of the law. The first use of the law helps us live in relationship with each other and keeps everything ordered and smooth. So remember that. Mm -hmm. But if there's a first use of the law, there's also a 17th. The 17th, yes. (laughs) 20th, 100th. There's also a (laughs) second second use of the law. And so now I want to be clear about the second use of the law. What Lutherans say is it drives us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. The second use of the law is that thing that you experience... Whenever Pastor Eric and I say, you should do this, or you should do that, or you read scripture, and it says, love your neighbor as yourself, and you say, I don't do that, where does that leave us before God? Not right.
0: Yeah. Wrong. I think for me, I like the image of the second use of the mirror of the law functions as a mirror and that we we hold this. I mean, you don't have to go any further than you know. love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Take that one commandment and if you read Luther's small catechism on the commandments, he more or less says, I never have to go further than that. If I take that one law and hold it up and I look at myself, I have to confess that I do not love the Lord my God with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul. Right. So it leaves you in need. It, it leaves me in need. I mean, and how much deeper does that need get if we go beyond it and we start playing that check the box game with yeah. all of these other laws or things that we should be doing? Right. You know, how many of those boxes go unchecked? How much deeper is my need at that point? Right,
1: right. Or I check them today, but not tomorrow.
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm, I'm doing a good order? job for a little oh, while, yeah, but.
1: Right. Yeah. So when I say drive us to Christ, what I mean is, and what Pastor Eric means is it it lets us see ourselves as we really are, mm-hmm. in need of salvation, unable to truly love the way we ought to and the way we should. And then that helps us see that God actually sends Jesus to us, mm-hmm. that we actually not only need a Savior, mm-hmm. but that God sends us a Savior. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know the other theological nerdy word, first use, second use of the law, that means that there is a gospel. That there's good news. Mm-hmm. Law for and us sinners mm-hmm. in this world, and so we understand things like that. They're they're connected, mm-hmm. and I kind of I want to be really clear about that for you as you're exploring your faith because typically people say, well, the Old Testament is all law, mm-hmm. and the New Testament's gospel. Mm-hmm. It's no, they're always interconnected. Mm-hmm. They always help us realize that we have a law that tells us what to do and that we can't mm-hmm. do it and that we need a savior,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then we can see Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm and learn what that's like because next week we'll be talking about gospel right and what that is specifically law but we want you to remember that that law teaches us how to live Mm -hmm. and reminds us to look for jesus because we need him
0: and it's really important then the law in terms of our receiving of the gospels i that's real way i think the law it it prepares us to receive that good news of the gospel i mean like i know that sometimes i don't want to hear Eric, you really mucked this up. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, i don't I don't want to have to look out at all of the the ways that we are disordered, as it yeah. were, in the the world. Um, so I don't want to see the way that the first use of the law is being broken and we're living all chaotically. I don't want to see the second use and have to look at myself and realize how much of a mess. i am I don't want to hear any of that. Right. you know, and I know that sometimes, you know, we go that direction yeah. in terms of preaching and people don't like it. We like hearing the good news, but it's actually that, that mirror, that recognition of need that opens us to receive the good news of the, yeah. the gospel. And so we're at that same place where not one without the other. <laughs> we, they're, they're connected. I mean, and that's why law and gospel is a central tenet of yeah. Lutheranism, theologically. It keeps coming back to that. Hmm?
1: Yeah. Well... I hope you got enough to think about there that your brain is leaking out of your ears a little bit and that your heart's uplifted knowing that in the midst of this, your God is actually talking to you trying to transform your life and giving you Jesus to love you too. But think about the law for now and how that works for you and us. And but
0: don't think about the law independent of the gospel, right. which is gonna be our next conversation. Yeah, so just put, just remember, you can't can't back. separate them. So be, yeah, be back.
1: Thank you, I hope you have a blessed, uh, blessed time after this and let's pray. Lord, thanks for the law, for revealing your heart and your desires for uh, this world and your creation and us as uh, a community of people, Um, and and not just your specific Christian people, Lord, but all people in the world. Your law shows us that you desire us to live in uh, harmony and love with one another. Help us to uh, explore that more, to make that more clear, how we're faulted in that way and wrong and how we don't follow your law and also ways that we might be able to uh, give us courage to try to uh, do that better And live uh, into what you'd have us do and be in the world. Uh, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.